cosmic, like, who's watching us? Who's watching us do all this? No, nobody's... You feel like that all the time? No. No, no one's watching. No one fucking cares about us. No one, no one cares. It's half the problem. And what sucks is with a group chat, if you don't watch it all day, the thing that you needed to chime in on is a hundred messages back. That's already. it. That's it. And that's that's why I use. I thought I thought that the problem was solved. It's like, hooray! You can reply to an individual message. So that's oh, what no. I did. No one reads that. Right. Right. And and. <laughs> I should have recognized that you're right, that no one actually reads that. It's like, what is, it's a single threaded communication, right? It's like a conversation that ha that is in a line and all the messages are in a line and if someone changes the subject, even if the thing was relevant from before, you can't, you can't go back. That ship has sailed. It sailed, yeah. yeah. So, so I caused the problem when you, Jake, Jacob, were trying to schedule something else and I apologize for that because like I clearly don't recognize how communication works in the year 2024. Very good. Let's let's then move on to the back foot of defensiveness uh, to a situation where at least the people at this table, I assume, will think you were in the right where this was not a group chat but was in fact a group bonfire. Um, and we were talking about you and several other people making a trip to Japan um, and I had started to pipe in by suggesting that currency rates were the reason why you took a trip to Japan. <laughs> also, hi, Matt. Welcome back to the Machination Log. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it was one of the many things that has happened, although not too many, unfortunately. That'll also be a topic of discussion. You guys don't have to whisper. It's fine. It won't come through. Just an um, outright the, lie. Uh, we were sitting around a bonfire, and... Uh, I'd mentioned currency rates and then said, but Matt probably actually knows why he's going to Japan, so I'll let him talk about it. And then you started talking, and I don't know if you remember this as vividly as I do, but you, um, you started saying something. I don't know exactly what triggered the riff session that happened. You said something that allowed people to make... Um, We'll call them some uh, culturally insensitive is too strong, um, but it was it was in the vein of a type uh, conversation, uh, the way that J Japanese yeah. conversations can devolve. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you had three false starts trying to explain the currency situation. That's true. Yeah. And the way that and I was sitting directly across from you, so I got to watch you try to wait the proper amount of time for a lull in this riff track. And especially if you're going to go for a third time, usually you only try this twice. <laughs> I, I, I did the uh, the unprecedented like wait for the third. And if you're going to do that, you're going to be really... I am going to be really careful about like getting that timing right for the third time. Somehow I fucked up that third time too. Got overridden and then just gave up. It was, <laughs> but again, I think you were entirely in the right here because that whole that whole riff session was insanely lame, and I don't know how it lasted as long as it did. It was just there was fire across. Like we had six people there, I think, and three of them were participating in this, uh, just a back and forth. And uh, I was interested in your uh, in your justification for going to Japan. Yeah. So uh, you have the floor now. Why did you go there? Well, I'm going to answer that in a sec. But the first thing is, like, it's my responsibility to get people engaged in whatever it is that I want to say. So I did a bad job of doing that beforehand. Just, I guess, not only by, like, getting trying to get the timing right during that conversation, but maybe just, unfortunately, by being me. Um, so, you know, that's too bad. But anyway, back to Japan. All fair points. Yeah, yeah. So... Why did I go to Japan? I don't know. Very good. Hi, Janine. How's it going? Hello. Uh, we're just trying to figure out why this podcast stopped and how to start it back up or decide whether or not that makes sense to do. So, um, No, but, but more seriously about Japan. Like, eh, I was spiraling once again. And you remember the Habitus spiral? Yep. So that, that one was worse i saw myself getting back to that so it's like okay let's cut this spiral short by just throwing something like at random and i saw a blog post i said hey here are a couple good tea shops in japan in tokyo and i said no i've kind of wanted to go there for a while okay i'll use this as my sign to just go and say 
let's let's take a let's take a breather, stop spiraling the drain, and go and do something else, breaking the pattern for a little while. That's amazing. So it, it's actually a coincidence that you were in Japan when you were. Kind of. I mean, that that was if on, there's on a one global basis because I know three people who went recently. It, okay. Um, in that sense, it's a coincidence. Okay. Um, but. You know, if I had to point to one reason and kind of be silly about it, I would say like, oh, it's the blog post that like triggered it. But I don't know. Like, yeah, Japan has been on my list for a while. When I made that first international trip, I was there was a part of me that assumed that I was going to extend the trip for longer. And Japan was like on the list of potential places to go back then. Sure. On the short list of potential places. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's where I ended up. Very good. And was technically, I, as, I guess the plan is that it will be the end of your mini retirement. For now, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, people have asked me, so like, are you going back there? Are you going somewhere next? It's like, I'm trying to not travel right now. The, the, this is, that was the end of the mini retirement. Or what's, that iteration of mini retirement. What's the name of the boot camp you're going to? A software engineering boot camp is called Rhythm School, like algorithm rhythm school very good and they have actual standards uh for getting in (laughs) apparently which is promising i would think as far as boot camps go um since i imagine a whole lot of them are uh, feel-good institutions that's exactly it you know what one of the um one of the parts of preparation for the course is talking to my talking to my brother-in-law who's doing this who just finished another one and one of his complaints is that a lot of people were there not to actually learn but rather to just like hey we're doing this now hey everybody but this one doesn't have that problem clearly I agree. One reason I can point to for that is because there were 16 of us that started the course and all 16 have continued beyond like the initial trial period. They don't call it a trial period, but they have a clause in the agreement that you sign when you get into the course that it's it's called the separate ways clause. (laughs) And the idea there being like, if one side or the other says, "Eh, you know, this is not the right fit, you get a full refund minus your deposit. Um, Do they have any stats on how often they enact that clause? Uh, not public. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, my my sense. Mm, so so you made me think back to the stats that are available in their publicly facing facing material, and I I seem to recall that not being a thing in the public facing stats. However, they say this, they've said this a couple times, and I've seen it in my experience of like dealing with the other students there and just dealing with them, like from from an applicant's point of view and from like a, a then student's point of view. The line is, we do our work in admissions. And you mentioned earlier, like I applied to a couple of these places. This was the one place that I was rejected from. And I was like, ooh, like you just said, standards. Yeah. Um, so, and, no, you, and, you and applied really, the Woody Allen principle that you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't go to a boot camp that would accept you. That's right. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, another another one of the another one of the boot camp interviews that I had was like a, so I showed up I showed up to this coding interview. It's like okay, we got to do this coding challenge, but not not like just for a computer, but rather live, like in front of somebody. So I was like, like okay, like like I'm gonna. I'm going to have to like talk through what I'm what I'm doing and actually go do it in front of somebody where the pressure is on like they can ask you follow-up questions and stuff like that. So it's like okay. I joined the Zoom the Zoom call and then there are five people there. It's like they're not using their resources well having five people interview me. But I misunderstood. It wasn't five people interviewing me. Instead, two of them were actually um if I'm remembering spies. the numbers right. Two of them were spies. In, in fact, two of them were like agents of the school. One of them was in training. The other guy was like the guy to evaluate me. And then three other, and then here comes another one, students. So it's like a group. And it's like, okay, we're going to send you now into breakout rooms. And we, the instructors, the agents of the school, are going to kind of like pop in and like see how you're doing, check on your progress as you go. Um, so it's like a dual apprenticeship. You have the instructors in training, you have the students, and then you have the panopticon. That's, that's very, right. That's, that's right. Very convoluted. Agree. Yeah. And and I was like, mm, this is for a program you have to pay money for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
so so I'm like doing my thing. I'm just I'm just doing my best to like, you know, code, and I'm I'm doing fine. Like like I'm actually getting this. There was one problem with the third problem they gave me involved recursion, and I almost didn't get that um, because there was like a special case that I couldn't quite get and then in the end I got it cool okay great um, anyway the guys the agents of the school were like going from room to room and the tr the trainee guy was was purposely like not on camera and he wasn't saying anything so it was kind of disconcerting Luigi was his name um, so Luigi like kind of just stayed in the room after, I don't know the first guy's name, let's call him Martin. So after Martin left, Luigi, Luigi was just kind of hanging out and I was like, about 15 seconds in, I'm like, Luigi, like, let me know if you have any thoughts on my code here because I was like, it was kind of an awkward silence situation. And then like seven seconds later, he unmutes himself and says, oh no, I'm just kind of, I'm new here or something like that. And it's like. I don't have a good impression of this process right now, just from this situation. Um, so I got into that school, and then I said, "Thanks, I'm gonna I'm gonna go try something else." So I'm glad that I had it as a backup plan. Okay. Um, it was your safety school? Safety school. To yeah, use that right. parlance. Yeah, and or um, my my other alternative was to just not go to one because I was not feeling good about that one or the uh, the second safety school which was originally plan a like plan a1 and then like i got into the application process for this other place plan a1 and said yeah I, again don't have a good impression of this place but then you found algorithm or whichever word they i mean i assume it's do they actually spell algorithm any differently uh, no, no, it's like rhythm wow, school. Wow, R I T H. They leave vowels school. in the name. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, just the one vowel, R I T H M. Yeah. You you could take them all out. You could take the A out. You've got L G R I T H M. Could do it. Sure. What They've the already hell, managed guys? to take the the whole algo out though. Yeah. So good for them, you know, econ economy with, uh, with letters. Absolutely. I, there's, there's apparently a social media platform coming up called Clapper that still has the E in its name. I don't know how they're going to survive. <laughs> we just made, uh, so in this, in this coding boot camp, we just made our most recent app called Lunchly, a lunch reservation system for restaurants. Is this necessary? Like, <laughs> is anything necessary? Which, I guess not. Which, <laughs> which, oh God! Which which side are you on? There are you are you reserving for the clients or are you the restaurants back end there uh, for like on the client's behalf? So this is this is an example of a user facing front end app. Okay. Now we are we're, we're also implementing. So we're at the point of the course where we're doing both the back end and the front end at the same time. So we're learning a web framework for JavaScript called Express. Uh, so that's the thing that handles the back end. How many vowels are in that one? <laughs> this this word is actually spelled like the word that okay. you're familiar okay. with. There's a lot of old school tech going on here. It sounds like Ooh, algorithm what, because express. of proper spellings. Yeah, of things. yeah, because they're spelling the words. <laughs> yeah. And you've been enjoying it. it sounds like, feels like I haven't seen. I you live literally next door to me. I almost never see you, so I assume things are going okay. Things are going okay. Yeah. How much longer do you got on this? Um, so the technical portion of the boot camp ends in something like another six weeks, and then the whole thing ends in the middle of March. Very good. And um, then you're off on your own again, off the rails. Independent contractor. I'm an independent contractor once again after that, yes. For your own life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could get a career somewhere. It's not like that's... Although right now, may, maybe not. We'll see. That's at least the idea. Yeah, and, and the goal is not to get a job right away, but to get a job. And I do have a date in mind, but I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to keep that one close to the vest. Very good. Continuing with the roulette analogy. Are you prepared to record any podcasts like, similar, dissimilar to this while in the process of doing this boot camp? To cord? What? I don't know. What word did I say? Did I say to cord? Yes. Record? Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that meant something different. Not really. Okay. Didn't have anything in mind. But why? Why do you ask? Would what? you be? Would be? Would you be angry with me for cheating on this podcast? No. Okay. I mean, we already don't do it, so it's just <laughs> a question. I like if there's no reason to bring the podcast back, we will bring the podcast back. It's fine. 
I'm just curious. Here's the option now to chronicle your journey as a coding boot camper. That's true, but as Nicole asks, like, is this necessary? It seems like you you have like like. But what do you, what do you have in mind when you ask a question like that? Is this necessary? I mean, I just you know is like all technology right now is just like completely useless. It just feels like so. So so I there's there's a part of me that agrees very strongly with this. Yeah. And then there's a part of me that says like, okay, the world. It's clear that in many ways the world is falling apart. It's the so, shitification I've heard it referred shittification to. Shitification of yeah. everything, yeah. In, in a certain sense, right? The, the, there was another joke like this when things came, when the Internet of Things became a thing. Mm-hmm. For example, like let's connect everything to your the microwave, internet. your fridge, there's, your there's toaster. A, there's a there's a Seinfeld Seinfeld sketch that has been turned into a GIF of the two guys in Seinfeld, including Seinfeld and the other one. I don't know the bald one where they're, they're in a laundromat, and they've been dubbed over, not dubbed over, but at least captioned. And the idea is, like, like Jerry is talking to George. It's George, yes. George is mad at Jerry for getting a smart faucet installed in his home. And it's like, Jerry, oh, you, got, you bought a subscription to water? What are you going to do with your smart sink when it goes down? And it's like, the, and he's just exasperated like this, right? So I agree with you, Nicole, in a certain sense. Like, okay, we don't need to shitify everything. I know. And yet, on the other hand, like, I feel like if there's going to be any progress, well, we're stuck in this situation where we're using all this tech. So is there a way to go and use the tech, but like for better? I don't know, but I'm going to go try and find it. Like one example that I shared when I was getting, getting into this algorithm school is I printed out uh, a job description for a place that I could potentially go work at. Like, this isn't the target, but this is like a potential target. And the place is called Founders Pledge. And the idea behind Founders Pledge is there are billionaires. Okay. Yeah, it's a problem. And and it could be a solution, too. The idea there being... Only by them not being billionaires Hear me out. Hear me well, out, and, and, and that's top, that's actually part of it. Okay, the top terrible billionaires give a bad rep to everyone. No, else, no, no. Right? All billionaires are bad. <laughs> so, so, and I don't. I, I'm talking out of my ass a little bit right yeah. now, right? But one potential solution, or one potential like good that can come out of the existence of of the ability to become a billionaire and or just straight up billionaires is. Let's like ritualize making the world better. It's like, okay, you, you had this blessing somehow. Congratulations. Now here's like a whole list of problems. Let's, let's somehow get you committed to like addressing these problems. Is this actually feasible? Look, it does sound know. nice, but billionaires seem I mean, like complete fucking self-interested that's sure, assholes that's sure. for the most part. The basic premise of all billionaires' justification to be billionaires, right? That's their what whole... What is? Just, you know, oh, well, I have a ton of money... And they think they're very smart. They can for do the most good money. because so they... now we can do good with it, right? And, sure. in, and in the end, a lot of times it doesn't work out that way, you know. Unintended consequences are real. So, like, may, maybe and probably this is, and and perhaps I'm not even completely understanding the mission of this one company. But, okay. <laughs> but founders pledge. That is. That's a problem. Uh, Everyone needs jobs, so people end up doing a lot yeah, of sure. dumb yeah, shit. Uh, he, and yeah. so, so, so here's the other. Wrong here's the other thing. Exactly. Here's the other like. Uh, here's the other thing that I, I find myself like whirlpooling around. It's like, oh, there's something wrong with everything that I could possibly do. So let's just not do it. Yeah. And I feel myself like like. There's a part of me that wants to roll my eyes at everything and just like say, fuck it, I'm done. And that's like literally what I was aiming for for a couple of years. Like, yeah. oh, this is dumb. So I'm just going to like go as fast. I'm going to speed run the career thing, make as much, not as much money as possible, but enough money to like just be done with it and then be done with it. And I did that. And you won. I won. And David, you have this line that you say sometimes, which is like, all right. Now we've gotten to the end of all problems. Yeah, we solved and, all the problems. Well, and all the personal problems, right? Well, I never throw that modifier in there, but yeah. I, I agree, but that's kind of implicit in the statement. It's like all the problems are solved, therefore all the personal problems are solved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, and those are the only problems that matter. 
and I found. Oh, that I did it the other way around because I, I, the personal problems are irrelevant because you have to solve by solving the grand problems. Yeah. You solve all the little problems like you, the person. So that fulfillment is intrinsic to having cured society as a whole. Ah, yes, feels so yeah. good to have. Solved and it's the a problems. joke, which is very yeah. important to sure, remember. Sure. Is that <laughs> this never, it's never not happens. Real. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're always the same person in like the equation, yeah. which is also uh, why I'm. Personal problems are also the source of a lot of bigger problems. Bingo. Which is also why I'm largely ambivalent about whether or not you target billionaires. You go where the money is. That's why Founders Pledge would do that. Uh-huh. You know, they don't court all the millionaires, although maybe that would be worth it. I don't know. No, you, you, if you can win just if you can win the hearts of a couple people that are like on the on the spiky end of the spiky distribution, yeah. then it's like we don't need to win everybody else. We can go yeah. get them later, though. That's that is a uh, that's a very traditional uh, libertarian tendency, which is why libertarians don't win. Uh, local or state offices, they just run Ron Paul at the top because if you get the president, you win. Mm-hmm. You, you, he just does he does all the stuff. And it's, 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 you got libertarianism. Well, um, they don't they don't want to put the they don't want to put that level of work in because that's tedious and that's not 10x and that's not all of the the buzz. You're, you're not leveraging if you're not aiming for the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a little bit of merit to that, but there's not there's not usually enough merit to that, unfortunately. But anyway, that's a aggressive tangent i'm sure if this podcast starts back up we can talk about um but yeah so yeah find finding yourself a small job somewhere contributing meaningfully to something um, to something yeah. yeah and that's another reason why i picked this kind this skill set i was clearly not going to be able to contribute to anything worthwhile with the skill set that i had before or the skill set that ostensibly i had before um, I was an actuary. Yeah, and that's um, just that's all, all the way down. It's yeah. just soulless. <laughs> right, right. So, so it's not like it's not like selling cigarettes. Yeah. Or not. It, it's it. I think it's just amoral, not immoral, and that was getting old for me. Yeah. Um. So, so because I I met my first objective of like solve solving all the problems, i.e., the personal money problems, then I was like, okay, th- now I can feel my soul evaporating. Like at first, it, that was not quite the case. It was I, I had like suspicions of that right from month six, call it after like the initial honeymoon, where I was like, okay, this is this is golden. Yeah. Around month six, it's like, hang on, why? Oh, I, right, I got paid. Um, got it. That's why. Um, but then after five years in. <laughs> After having done one mini retirement in the middle there, I was like, I can't, I can't yeah. do this anymore. And I need something else. So, so the skill set that you're talking about, like the software engineering skill set, it's like, this can be, this can be applied for evil, clearly. Right? Yeah. And it can also, if you're creative about it and find a company who like actually still has a heart, or if not a company, then like literally a team of five people that's just like doing something that is actually worth doing. Like I still think that the habit thing that I was that I was trying a couple of years ago is something is in the vein of the things worth doing. Like getting people to like like clear like I do this myself. It's like oh, there's some chocolate over there. I'm gonna go eat the chocolate. There are just better ways of being. So don't do that. And there are ways of like engineering one's environment and oneself such that I'm not like tempted to go and do the bad thing. And I think that's like one of the wins that's available to us. It's available to us by using pen and paper. People have like instituted good habits with pen and paper. So maybe the tech, maybe the solution is not something I'm going to pretend this is an iPad. It's not an iPad, but rather it's just a pen and paper. But I don't know, like, Maybe that's that's one possible tool. There are other possible tools that we have for this kind of stuff too. Let's try and leverage those and let's learn how to use those. That's what I'm doing now. And Godspeed to you. Is there any point in logging your path toward that? And if so, when? I I think that there is. In a public yeah. manner, obviously. I'm sure you log it privately, so... Um, I'm not doing it as uh, it's true, but not as in much not in as much detail as I'd like to be doing. Um, in so for the first couple weeks of the course, 
I was doing like a, a, a short video blog each day about like what I learned that day. I've, I've fallen off of that because I was like, oh, it's a, I, I don't feel like I'm getting enough value out of this, etc. Laziness um, was also a factor there. Um, so yeah, I could be doing a better job of vlogging this important time. Very good. Nicole, what the fuck have you been up to? Oh man, I want to make some more movies. Movies? Yeah. About what? Well, um, I, I have a rough draft for Skinamahawks, and you know, the snuggle bed one is still in the works too. I just, the building of a bed right now seemed a little bit more than we could tackle, so... I mean, if we have the but I can, <laughs> framework I can, I can, for yeah, a movie, yeah, I, I can I can write that one up too. That's bedroom. fine. Um, Skinamax no, is now in storyboard. Very good. Yeah, yeah. That's going to take a while to storyboard, I think, though. So film three has uh, switched tracks entirely after the conversation with Ryan about. So I asked Ryan uh, in your absence. I believe you were still in Japan. There was a meeting. Uh, we were discussing uh, film three, which was going to be about Ryan's life in a sort of radically, um, a radically dramatized way. Uh, his journey from being a public pseudo-intellectual to being a labor organizer and his passion for movies in between. Um, and I asked him why you, Matt, have starred in all of his films, and he seemed totally ambivalent about it. Which completely deflated all of my inspiration to make that film. So instead, <laughs> I'm going to. So instead, I'm going to extend our. Um, I'm going to extend our, our Ultra Burners uh, saga for film three. Um, and Nicole, you will be to in order to keep this as close to uh, modern TV trash as possible. You will be our antihero in this uh, in this flick. Wait, are we making a new movie now? What? No, it's film three. Okay. Yeah. It's still in the hopper. It's just a completely different film now. Um, <laughs> sure it is. So yeah. to answer your question, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, but no, you will be uh, you will be discovered to be a traitor. Okay. Um, uh, to what? What is what? film three about now? What? It's it's about it's it's in the vein of film two and film five and I guess film one could technically be part of it. Um, but it's in the canon of uh, the I don't know what we decided to call the uh, the Bernie adherents the militant Bernie adherents. Oh, Molinites. What? The, Are we going with the Molinites? The Mol I thought you brought I, that up. We can come up. We didn't specify in film two, so yeah, we, we can, can we can adjust the name. We can bring that back to the lore bible. Okay. But the um, but yeah, the the premise is basically um, that in the midst of that conquest, there's a there's a traitor in the midst of the group, and uh, you exploit some power dynamics. Okay. Um, that will tie so directly into film two. Uh, and explain why that so happens. So am I going to be this reviving my character from film two? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. you will be recouping that character okay. or whatever the word for that is. It's not recoup. That's not that's not the word Reprise. you use. There we yeah. go. What, what was film two again? Film two is the one where you get executed. That's the one. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, we're doing a prequel to that one. Great, okay. Yeah, we're going to... All will be revealed. Okay. Most, some, some will be revealed. I don't know how much is going to be revealed yet. But it was surprisingly refreshing to work on a script for that after spending so much time trying to dramatize something Ryan doesn't even think about, apparently. <laughs> that was very well, This is what happens when you let your actors, like, write their own dialogue. and Like, actors need direction, so you've got to, you know, they need strong leadership. You can't just let them all willy-nilly, you know, <laughs> tell your story for you. I mean, in a way, it has revitalized the mystery of Ryan, because I was under the impression <laughs> I had, like, some inkling of, like, mm -hmm. what he was about as far as making movies, and it turns out none of that is true. Um, so I have to... No, well, that'll well, come on, back to Hang on them. a second. So, so during... I remember Ryan during the scene where I'm like, where I'm at the brick wall and then Lou is walking and I'm like, I turn the 180 turn, take the pictures of him. Ryan gave me some good direction. He was saying something like, all right, now we really want to capture like the deadness in the detective here. So I asked him like, oh, okay, I see why you got me for this. So there, there's a method behind his madness. <laughs> so I get the impression that's not true from the conversation we had. And that's what threw me completely, okay, okay. is that he didn't think about that at all. It just happened to work out. 
I see. So, so here it's, we are. I have a very it's, nihilistic picture of Ryan now that I can't get out of my head. It's the five of us. At, it's the five of us in front of this brick building. I've got my camera. Lou's got his bag of recording stuff. Yeah, uh, Ro- there's a clip of it in the documentary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And thank you for putting the documentary yeah, together. Yeah, no, no problem. I, this, this is where I, it's this a critical is where I got this. I know. It, 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 not only was it a critical primer, but it was also just straight up very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's good. that too. Um, but so here the five of us are five maybe um, so, and Ryan is like here I am he's thinking to himself here I am I need to figure out why we're all here ah yes here's the detective we got to get the dead-eyed detectives to like really just etc so that's that's what happened there it's just like let's let's come up with an explanation for the situation that we all find ourselves in right now this is what brains do <laughs> it is. It's continuity engines. Judging yeah. by the, uh, the, the, the way film, was it three? Was that his, right? Four. 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 Bands. He doesn't premeditate much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he kind of tried and to write it like after it was already filmed. Yeah, so. exactly. There was no kind of there. He literally yeah. wrote it yeah. after it was over. <laughs> um, I know, because even yeah. the first drafts that he was sending us were just like, okay, he doesn't have much of a vision here yet. As far as story, you can, we just concerned. kept summarizing the Visually shots we beautiful. did, and I was yeah. like, "That's fine," but th- is that the story you're actually trying to tell? No, the product's yeah. excellent. I just, yeah. again, I, I, the, the amount of nihilism is the correct word. I already settled <laughs> yeah. on it. Just that it's, it overrides more of it than I expected. So, especially for someone who reads so many books, <laughs> I would have thought that would maybe temper that a little bit. But you have uh, to discover the story as the story emerges. It's a it's a cyclical cyclical process, you know. Like the story comes out, and then you make the story, and then the story continues to bloom, and then here comes more story from the brain. Look, if it keeps making film fours, that's fine. I just don't know what he's working on for the séance right now because that was... he seems distracted every time I ask him. So I don't know. That's why I'm moving forward with some scripts. Yeah, very so, good. Because like, we could ask him. But... This is this is a very good gossip circle because we're we're talking. We're talking about someone in absentia for a set of films that no one listening to this who's not already at this table has ever seen or yeah. will ever see, if I have anything to say about it. Um, I'm still very happy with that choice because uh, now it is entirely possible that we can start making references to films that functionally don't exist. And I think that's, I think that's a great place to be as a brand okay um i so. mean it's fine with me i love this lore building yeah you got to keep it up yeah Same. Well, that's why we got to keep making movies yep yeah and and to just do it for the love as opposed to for the numbers on instagram it's i don't pure. even have an instagram account good yeah good you shouldn't <laughs> that's zero right there that's clean yeah <laughs> that's that's the number that we should all be shooting for zero, zero. Yes. death nihilism. well that's not what i meant oh, okay <laughs> But that is a good segue to why the podcast, ultimately, I think, if there is one reason why the podcast isn't happening, um, is uh, a level of stability that um, I wrote an essay about this that I reread and I really don't like, uh, like pretty much every essay I've ever written. Um, I was, it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm a bad writer. I just got better and getting better at writing is awful because it makes, there's supposed to be this whole thing where you like, you like write things down or you, you perform so that you can see your progress over time. And all that does is make me disgusted with my previous self. Like that's all that accomplishes. Like I want to take down basically everything on the website because I feel like I, even, even that end of the breach essay that I wrote, I wrote for like a month. That thing went through so many edits and it needs so many more edits than it currently has. Um, I've considered as a project rewriting all the essays on that website because they could all be clearer. And some of this is part of, I, I think I sort of understand why old people write books now. Okay. Because young people do think faster than old people, but they think in a way that does not make sense when you write it down. Yeah. Um, so the way that old people write, because they are more easy to confuse is clearer because if it's not clear enough for them to understand when they read it back to themselves, there's no fucking way any other person's going to understand what they wrote. Um, So it's actually a virtue 
as you get older, as I am now almost 35, um, I definitely think in a more cloudy way than I used to. And that's actually good for my writing. My writing is considerably more concise. It is easier to follow because I confuse myself if I think too quickly. Um, which is probably, again, like there, there are almost no authors that are less than 30 years old. It's extremely. Oh, yeah, book publishing extremely is, is uncommon. old people's game. Yeah, entirely yeah. an old person yeah. game. And I think it's a largely because a young person thinks too fast yeah. um, and they can't they can't put their ideas in order properly no well that's what i mean you just don't have like the emotional wherewithal to like get anything out in a way that makes fucking sense yeah um so there is actually a virtue in age in that ex in that one that one codicil i think in virtually every other way it basically sucks but for writing it's pretty good um so i might get back to that but that's going to be all. That's going to be all Stalinist revisionism. That's going to be re-releasing things with massive edits um, from a perspective that I didn't have at the time because I'm a different person now. And that I've, also happens. Yeah, yeah. So. Will, will that damage things too? Like, for example, your experience of Into the Breach will will, will the essay be damaged because you can no longer like get back into your state of mind from that time? No. I don't think so. Some of the stuff is as simple as not uh, not having coherently explained things. Um, okay. Or or the other thing, which this is an extremely young person's game, is trying to use a rhetorical flourish that doesn't work and just cramming it in there because you really want it to work. Hey, everybody! I learned this phrase. Yo, check out this trick. It's like doing a skateboard trick that you can't land and you just fuck you. Which is almost just, all of them. You just you just keep hitting it over and over and over, and hopefully it'll make sense. Mm -hmm. And it just never does. But the thing is, if you're editing it, you can convince yourself it does because you stare at it so much. You go, you know what? This is actually a pretty turn of phrase, and you're just wrong. It's not. It's it's a kludgy thing that you're stuffing into this, and I'm way less prone to doing that now. So, again, that's. But that's not the Mac log. That we don't need a podcast for that, unless I reread all the stuff, which I guess I could do that too. But yeah, you could reread them. Yeah. So what do we do about movies on the podcast? Because there is something. There is definitely virtue to podcasting specifically as a medium. For one thing, it's insanely easy compared to every other thing. Yeah, making movies is hard. So we can only do at like best we've been doing about two a year. Yeah, it's been it's been slower so. than. I, that's no, we did. Didn't we do four last year? I did four in my movie five. Yours has been in limbo for three years. Oh two yeah, years. no, three hasn't yeah. come out. But no, we did. Didn't we do four last year? Didn't we do one, two, four, five? No, I think we did two the year before and then two last year. Shit, have we been doing this? For yeah, two years? I think oh. we've been doing two years of movies. Oh, now. that's yeah, that's pretty slow. Yeah, should, should probably do something about that. Um, but. <clears throat> Yeah, because I don't like talking. Uh, that was another one: is reviewing movies. Is um, I don't know. I Every mean, it's excessive. We don't. Like, I feel like we've we've said a lot about yeah about I, the I movies. I feel like we've said everything. I, I've certainly said everything that I can say about movies, knowing yeah. nothing well, about that, them. Well, that's and you know that's what I mean. Like, I feel like making movies is just the next evolution. So I think we should just talk about our own movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that works. With but, no context for the audience. Exactly. Yeah. We could even, yeah, we could even just do screenings where we just like talk about the movie and then just give like no context to them so they wouldn't be understood by anyone else but who's reviewing them. So we will, when we get <laughs> enough content together to make a steelbook. Oh, yeah, um, I do. I want to make... We yeah. are going to need some commentary tracks. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I definitely want to make like a like a DVD collection at some that point That may here. get distributed. I could see that making its well, way around. Well, I'd have to redo the music on a few of mine, but... No, that's fine. No, no, I don't. I don't mean distributors in sell. Oh, I mean, just as I mean, I like literally just yeah, no, moving as a, them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're saying you don't want them to be distributed. Are you saying there's a distribution distribution risk? No, but we here? need like at some point we need a, a physical copy just yeah. to have because to that's what makes ourselves. media real. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Only only the people that we trust will not. Uh, put them online. They yeah. have to do it on That's why if we put it on like a DVD, <laughs> it'll be much harder for them because computers don't even have like disc players yeah, exactly. on them anymore. No, they would have to be, they, they would yeah. have to be gunning for that. Um, 
Although what's funny is I keep thinking about going back. I know I would regret it immediately because it just takes too long to edit video. I keep thinking about getting back into the YouTube game. Because um, the, the, problem, the problem is in the world of socialized media, YouTube is it. It is, oh, the, no, trust it is me, the only force for good on the web yeah, where more than one person is involved. There is good shit on YouTube. I will. That, that's it. Yeah. This is the only place. Um, but the uh, thing that we would intrinsically, uh, intrinsically is, I don't know what word I was looking, yeah, I don't know what word I was going for there. Um, we would do construction projects and filming construction projects requires taking people off the tools, which radically increases the amount of time they take. That's the problem with filming fucking anything is it drastically increases the amount of time that task takes. Yeah. And how nice you have to do a, a job of it. You know? Yeah, you got to do a good job. Yeah. That sucks. So one of the reasons I went to Japan for a while, David, was to be a ghost. I just kind of wanted to float above the earth for a little while. That's what a cameraman does. Have you too. seen Enter I the th- Void? It's about a. It's like literally about that. I watched it like Friday. Guys uh, in Japan. Remind me. He's in Tokyo, and then like it's basically just him. Like going through life after he dies, floating above Tokyo and checking out all his relatives. It's uh, fan fucking tastic. Okay, I've not seen this, and I okay. think I might need to see this. Okay, well if you if you want to do a viewing at our house one night, I'll watch it again. Ooh. It was pretty good. Okay, <laughs> I, I I didn't. So I, this is this is my uh, Telegram conversation non sequitur from the other day too. Um, I meant to bring this up because like I could just be the cameraman. You know, you 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 are like the force for construction like ideas and I'm like the extra pair of hands that can from time to time do something like like kind of useful right like measure yep. something um, but like you know the camera work might also be useful so there's that possibility too yep. distinctly possible we just have to get all that stuff picked out we also have a way less mobile camera than we used to so the format may change what, how we'll has the camera changed? What the camera we have now is substantially uh, heavier and more fragile than the old one. I see. Um, so we, not good for construction. It's way more. It's it's not weatherized the That's way the old good. one was. Okay. Um, okay. Do, do you still have the old one? No. Okay. No, I got rid of it. I think. I think I got. I must. I must have gotten rid of it. I got rid of all the lenses for it. It's functionally. If if I do have it still, it doesn't work. Okay. Um. This is also not actually a problem. You can just use the camera. But this it's kind, kind yeah. of what I was getting to, yeah. to. Well, if not use a nice camera, at least like get a crappy old camera. Like phone, some phone cameras are good, for example. Yep. No, it's this is not actually a problem. I'm just catastrophizing as an excuse to not do this. Um, Stop. But we can, you know, we just got to pick a dumb project. Jacob, when is that watchtower happening? <laughs> Jacob's trying to make English muffins over here because we're doing an Akira viewing. Yeah, I also Speaking wanted to of ask. Ghost in Japan. Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, Matt what what do Japanese people eat for breakfast? Like, what do you eat for breakfast in Japan? Soba is a is like kind of a common thing. Yeah, you go get some cold soba. Cold noodles. Ooh. Yeah, for, I, I, I agree. I'll, although I didn't do this too often, I was mainly on the two meal a day plan while I was over okay. there, so I was skipping breakfast most of the time. Um, but during my stay in, at the final place there in, in a place called Kagurazaka, um, there was a little soba place right next to the right next to the train station and right before my apartment. It's like, I'm just gonna go try this out, see see what these people are doing here in the morning. So I, I like pulled out my phone, translated the menu, uh, found something on the menu called a sticky bakaki, and I was like, "That's funny. That's a funny name. I'm gonna get that one." <laughs> so, I'd like to try one of those. <laughs> so I got that. It's just some noodles with some okay. like like Japanese vegetables, and yeah, it was okay. fine. Weird. Uh, whatever. You can also get hot soba in the morning, but it seems like. That's like the normal thing, so I'm like, I'm gonna do the not normal thing. Okay. Well, excuse me, the normal thing for like my experience of pasta. Okay. Right, but normal thing in Japan, both cold and hot are normal there. So it's like I want to try the not to me normal, but rather the it's 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 also like a thing over there. Soba is where it's at. (laughs) 
I'm actually surprised the answer wasn't just that they skip it. Do they? Do the Japanese do three meals? I, I I think that's a common thing to do too. However, I'm not I'm not sure what the answer is to that question. Just like for for the normal person over there. I mean, did did you get an impression of how many meals a day people eat? It's not really. Well, okay. well, there's yeah. I mean, there's people that do two. There's people that do three. There's people that do like half a meal every day. In other in other words, they're eating once every two days or something like that. I don't know what is normal, and I don't think a nor- a single normal exists. Yeah, like samurais varied. eat like one big meal at night. Uh-huh. Right? I can't. I can't imagine <laughs> there's the, that the many sumo, of them left. The sumo. But, oh, I mean, okay. the sumo guys. Right. Oh, sorry. The Distinctly different. Yeah. Class sorry. Of people. Okay. They only eat what? They 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 do like all their training, and then they eat one huge meal and like nap the rest of the day. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Except for the not eating part earlier. I don't know if I could do that part, but you just you gotta pack enough calories to like, you know, get through. You probably get used to it too, and then and then like after three weeks of like a an acclimatization p- period, then you're like, Well, all right. Now I like the convenience of not having to eat several times and you're good. That's yeah. that's one of those weird things. I mean, I'm sure you've done intermittent fasting and the rest of it. I, I never get acclimated to any of that stuff. It never it, it never like catches on in a way that I don't the second I stop doing it, it immediately feels more normal than than whatever I was doing, no matter how long I stick to it for. The steak thing just immediately reverted after we were done. Uh, I've done a couple of intermittent fasting things. I've done I full day fasts. I physically no longer like, like, like get like hangry or like feel like I like I'm like I know I need to eat, but it's like completely, like, not like a big deal now since Wait, we you- did all that keto stuff. It like completely changed like my being hungry reaction to something that is way more chill. This has been a persistent effect after having yeah. stopped keto. Yeah, like I still, cool. I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm hungry, but it's not like a crisis anymore. Huh? Yeah, that's cool that it's lasted beyond yeah. when you were. Yeah, that's ob- like the one main keto. thing because I don't eat like that much anymore. But I also find that I can like go a lot longer between meals than I ever could like before then. I don't know. I my primary issue as a hedonist is that I have a specific amount of vice that I have to consume. And even if I'm not actually hungry, um, if I have not been sufficiently gluttonous or slothful, my body will just force me to eat things I probably shouldn't. Um, my is, problem is I can't eat a lot in one sitting, no. um, which like really holds me like holds me back from like really taking it far. I end up having to eat like a couple like smaller things for the day because I just can't I can't like do the sumo thing where you like pack enough in to like really hold you over. Your metabolism so, is super yeah, high. my metabolism just burns Whatever through it, and I don't I can't eat like hour. enough at once to really like push it over the edge so much potential i know for gluttony i know you just can't get through that (laughs) whole plate of cookies you just gotta force yourself to enjoy you know come on nicole (laughs) get hung over from eating yeah that's unfortunately what nicole's missing (laughs) it's too bad it's too bad the nihilist has appeared (laughs) hi ryan Did you just wake up? Uh, no. I'm like an hour-ish. Something like that. Were you in bed the whole time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was the most intense bed head I think I've ever seen oh, on you. Oh, very good. I'm going to straight this. Yep. There we go. There you go. Nice. Uh, now you're presentable. All right, I'm the movie. What? Movie. In about uh, 90 seconds, if uh, Telegram is correct. Yeah, did you just make that little chair? Out of like some uh, plywood and bullshit. Uh, was out of pallets. Ryan's yeah. having, a rela- having a relaxing time over there. Yeah, we're about to re-engage with the new the new theater. But before we re-engage with the new theater, I've like I liked that we have re-engaged with this machination log. Like let's you you made some you made some good points about like actually wanting to log things. Actually the need to remember what we're doing here. So let's do more of this. All right, we can do that. I mean, I actually segued out of my uh, segue to why we don't do this, which is an essay that I wrote about uh, writer's absence. Uh, and I personify a part of my brain called Bob. Bob. That, uh, yeah. Um, and about the fact that 
if it doesn't get its way, it'll just tell me that I don't need to do whatever I'm doing, and it's totally right because um, I'm completely stable, um, and uh, that even has like it hasn't had any professional consequences. But I keep feeling like I want it to have professional consequences. Like that's how strong it is. Yeah, that's is that's kind of what I was getting onto as you were describing this. Like let's let's raise the stakes, man. Let's get the roulette table involved here. I I mean, if that works, that would be cool. Because right now, make it absolutely nothing is of any consequence. Yeah, we got to go to um, Vegas. Oh, something. I don't know if that's. Exit. I mean, we're gonna go to Vegas for other reasons. Yeah, yeah. We may we may report back on that. We will definitely report back on that for at least one facet of it. Um, but stay tuned for that. Yeah, stay um, tuned. Well, you could probably make a pit stop while you're in Vegas to the roulette table or something like that. I don't think that's gonna. Are Are you like implying? Bet on um, black. Like betting a tremendous amount of money on something. You You could work that in somehow. Okay. All right, you now I'm us. extremely confused. What 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 did we need to go to Vegas I for? I don't know, I man. What, you could was say, a, an analogy or a metaphor for something. You else. could say, you could have a ritual in the backyard that says, if I don't do this thing that is like possessing me right now, it's like like for example, writing this thing by a certain time. Bob is telling you in your own brain, saying, "Oh, I can't write this now," or "I yeah, I'm stable, so I don't need to write this now. I don't need to do this thing now." Then you say, "Okay, if I'm gonna if I if I don't do the thing, then I'm gonna have to go and bet it all on black." That will uh, never work. Bet seven eighths of it on black. I can't. I I can't. Like, we we have discussed can that at length. I cannot do that. Hey, we're making a mess. Anything's possible, David. Anything is possible. That's correct. You just correct, need to Matt. find what motivates you, Bob, or you need what? to reparent that part. What? Yeah, just a threat of extinction. I guess. I don't know what else it would be. So. It's a new season of the Machination Log, so you it can is a new season. New we're going with I know, season ten. And we 10. have like four movies under our belt now. Yeah, we're really good at movies yeah. now. We don't need to watch any more movies. We just do it for fun now. That's right. We're just stunting on people yeah. at this point. Yeah. We're just we're we're watching it just to make fun of them. Frankly, that's what I do it for. Ryan, how do you feel about the Machination Log? Uh, season eleven, go. All right. I guess we'll go with eleven. I know we haven't done that Another one. Another so we'll season go with that. within one episode. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Wow. Now with Ryan, well, Ryan wasn't in season ten, so uh, he just started season eleven. Rapid yeah. growth. Good job. Yep. Wow. All right. Very good. Uh, next Sunday uh, we'll record something else. I have to record a new theme song though, so I don't know when this is going to be out. Since we're not using the old theme song, that also played a significant role in not releasing previous ones is I didn't want to use the old theme song. So Okay. Fuck consistency. What? Or, I don't or whatever. Look, we're I mean, not, I guess we're if not you hate Joe it, Rogan you hate experience. it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't like it. So Yeah. Alright. Let's eat some English muffins.